This is the After Hours Director's Spotlight, presented by Amro Music. It's the podcast where we chat with music educators to celebrate the joy of teaching music and learn about strategies for success. In this episode, Nick Averwater talks with Richie Williams. He's the director of bands at Paragould High School in Paragould, Arkansas, a town of just over 28,000 in the northeast corner of Arkansas. Under Richie's leadership, the school music program has achieved great success, even winning five consecutive state marching band competitions. This conversation was recorded in late December 2020 and will be presented in two episodes. Here's part one. Hi, everyone, and welcome to After Hours Director Spotlights. I am so excited about today's conversation. I'm sitting down with my good friend, Mr. Richie Williams of Paragould High School. Richie, how are you today? Dude, I'm great. I'm great. Enjoying a, uh, a nice Christmas break. <laughs> Good for you. Well-deserved. And we're going to talk a little bit about all of the great things that you guys have accomplished there at Paragould High School. But for everybody that doesn't know Richie, do you mind just giving us a little backstory about what led you to become the director of bands in Paragould? Yeah, sure. Um, well, some things that you might not know about me is I actually grew up in Memphis. I uh, lived out in the Raleigh-Bartlett area. And I uh, got my start in the sixth grade at Raleigh, Egypt, uh, junior high school. I cannot tell you who my band director was. I just, it's, it, I, I don't, it, it escapes me, but I started on French horn uh, there and very fortunate that uh, my mother met a guy who was originally from West Memphis, Marion. So we moved over and lived in that little part of West Memphis behind the Walmart Supercenter that's part of the Marion School District. And I live one road over from George Prokorsky. So I got to be in George's band, the seventh, eighth, and the ninth grade. And I can tell you, after one week of, of sitting in George Pekorsky's band room, I knew exactly what I wanted to do the rest of my life. I mean, just watching him, he was so energetic, so enthusiastic. And he's beating the, the crap out of a you know, stand with a flute, you know, tuning rod. Uh, softer, softer, <laughs> just things like that. So, you know, <clears throat> George was, uh, George was my inspiration. Just, I mean, he was like, just almost like a father to me. Uh, he would give me rides home all the time. Uh, I was always over at his house. Um, he, he let me know real quick in, in the eighth grade that I had the worst French horn tone ever. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like some feedback that George could provide being a French horn, you know, a French horn connoisseur himself. He, I mean, he just turned to me and goes, Rich, Rich, this is the worst tone I've ever heard in my life. And so, <laughs> so he, he calls me up uh, summer between my eighth and ninth grade year before I start marching band. And I was an eighth grade runner, so I, a seventh and eighth grade runner. So I, I got to really see, you know, what the high school band was like. And right before I started to, to get to march my ninth grade year, he says, hey, let's switch you a trumpet. And I was like, okay. Probably, you know, I was making all regional French horn. I was like, okay, I'll play trumpet. And well, the rest is history. So I ended up making all state, all regional on, on trumpet and it paid for my college. So I say it was a good move. Thank you, George, for, for, for switching me over uh, to trumpet. But um, in the middle of my ninth grade year, we moved to Paragool. Uh, and I've been here ever since. That was in 1992 and I've never left. And uh, it's very fortunate to have some great directors up here with Trey Reilly and Terry Hogard. Uh, went through college, uh, got, got, got my degree, went back and got my music ed degree and, uh, got my master's all at ASU in Jonesboro and got to study with some great, great teachers. You know, you know, George, uh, Richard Jorgensen. I started, you know, taking lessons from him in 10th grade on trumpet, uh, good friends with, uh, Tom O'Neill and Ed Alexander while I was there at ASU the first time. And then going back and getting my, you know, master's with, uh, with Tim Oliver, 
uh, just building some really good relationships and really, really good partnerships uh, with ASU right down the road from us. So this is my 14th year of teaching, and this is my 13th year here at Peergould. One last thing I guess I could say that I think that's really helped me be a successful band director is uh, in my time where I went to college the first time and before I went back to get my music ed degree, I, I was a business guy and I worked for uh, Dr. Pepper 7-Up RC and I went to work for Cadbury Corporate and uh, was, was a salesman and I trained salesmen. So having that business background really helped me take those things I learned there and you know to come into the, the band directing world. That's great. And, and I want to talk a little bit about the, the similarities of selling your band program within your community and, and selling products like your history, uh, you know, had you do in your previous life before becoming a band director, because I suspect there, there's some parallels and some similarities there that we can draw on. So I definitely want to talk about that. Now, the, the, you said 14 years that when you look back over that 14 years, Richie, what are you most proud of? Well, I, the thing that, that I judge success of, it's not the championships and it's not the trophies and it's not, it's not all of those things. But when I look back and my students, you know, reach out to me that I had, they said, hey, some of my best times in my life were in the Paragool band. I miss band. I miss, you know, I miss, I miss, you know, being around you. I miss being around the, you know, my peers. Um, being in band helped me do X, Y, Z, you know, may have went on to college, maybe they're successful uh, with, with their business, they're a successful mom or a father, you know, those things, that's what I look back on and take off of. Those are the most things that's, that's what I'm most proud of uh, that we, we, we've been able to do here at Paragould, you know, so establish that culture and to just keep on having that success and students seeing, Hey, I, you know, this is, this is awesome. I appreciate the opportunity I'm getting uh, and then doing something with it. That's awesome. Now, and, and I know now it is, it, it's a band town. I mean, I, I have driven into Paragould. I have seen the sign on the side of the road. You guys just won your, correct me if I'm wrong, fifth consecutive state right. marching band contest, consecutive. Uh, and so a ton of momentum in your program, but I suspect it always wasn't that way when, when you took over. I suspect you had to grow that expectations. You had to sell that vision. And I want to talk a little bit about you being out in your community and selling that vision and how you overcome some of the, the resistance, the sticking points. Cause I'm sure at some point, Richie, you heard we're not Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we can't afford that. Um, we've never done that. Just some of the typical things that people hear when they're trying to build momentum. How did you approach that? Well, and this is sits by my desk that a student made for me, and it is, says excellence is not a geographical phenomenon, and that's that is my mantra big time, uh, and that is, it, 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 it you don't have to be in you know Northwest Arkansas, you don't have to be in some metropolitan area of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you have all these you know resources at your fingertips. You can create anything you want right where you're at. That's always my uh, 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 advice to when I have student teachers and when I, and when I talk to young band directors is don't, don't go into this job over here at this small, you know, podunk high school and think, okay, I'm going to do a couple years here and then I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, and it's going to be so much better somewhere else. You know, establish your kingdom, if you will, right there where you are. Uh, invest all your time, all your resources that you can into it to create something uh, for your students because it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, people always think that, uh, you know, Paragool is some kind of a fine arts, you know, mon you know, magnet, you know, location. And we, we do have a rich history and some awesome music, but, you know, 
over almost 85% of our students are on free and reduced lunch. Uh, so that, you know, th that means that, you know, it's, we're, we're a very poor town. Uh, our school district is. So it, it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of, you know, like, like you said, driving home a point saying, okay, this is what we can have, but if we got to put our time and our, and our work and we got to put everything into it to, to create that. We're very fortunate though also that our, our we're, we're an industrial town. So a lot of our parents work in factories. So they understand what it's like to, you know, get up, get ready, you know, put on your work boots and go to work and, and have to work for a living. And so we're very fortunate in that, that a lot of that mentality is instilled in our kids. And so we're able to, you know, to use that um, to help them be uh, more successful. Yeah. And, you know, I have never heard somebody point out the silver lining in that because I do hear a lot of people say, well, I, you know, I'm in a small town, I'm in a, a rural community, I'm in a farming community, something like that. But you're saying, hey, this is actually a strength in my program that I have students that already have the work ethic because their parents taught it to them. And I love that you pointed out that silver lining. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like it's like you said, when, when I started here, you know, Trey and Terry Hogarth did a great job of, uh, you know, they, you know, Trey was here for 24 years and Terry was here for 19 years. So there was, there was always some, there were already some good foundation here, but you know, to get it to that next level, uh, you know, it, you're right. When I went to the superintendent and first of all, let me say this, I had to beg, borrow and steal to, to try, to try to get this job because, you know, I, I only taught for a semester at, at Westside and I was very fortunate uh, that uh, I had, 42 letters of recommendations from other directors around Northeast Arkansas who, who, you know, wrote me letters. I was able to take to the school board and say, Hey, that, Richie may actually do a good job, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> but whenever we started, it was, it was like exactly what you said. And, and to my young directors and, and out there, you're going to hear, that's not the way we've done it before. We, you know, we, we, we're already doing this. We, we've got this going on and they're going to, everyone's going to give you reasons why it's not going to work. And what you've got to do is you've got to go out and you've got to find a way to make it work, to find answers. Cause everyone can always tell you no, and they can always give you all the negatives, but if you'll go out and you'll create your way and create an opportunity, then they're, they're going to start seeing that. And that's what happened here at Perigold just kind of started snowballing. Uh, you know, we just started having, you know, little successes and little, you know, little more successes. And then, you know, before you know it, you know, we, we've turned it into a, a band school. I mean, I, I, I can assure you, I think everyone in the community and our, and our coaches and our teachers, they'll all agree that, you know, Paragould is a, definitely is a, is a, is a band school. <laughs> when you have a billboard on the side of the highway coming in from town, you know, uh, you, you certainly know. So looking back, let me ask you a question. Was, was there a moment in, in, this progression where you said, uh Oh, we have a long way to go to get to where I want to be. And following up to that, was there a moment in that progression where you said, we're getting there, we're close and I can <clears throat> feel it. And we're right on the cusp of something cool. I will, I will. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. So the moment of, Oh my <laughs> was 2009 uh, fall. And I took my band to the bandmasters at the, uh, you know, at the Liberty Bowl. And here we roll up and, and we're not a very big band. We've only got like 60 in the high school band at this point. Um, and we're marching early in the day. And so we sit and we watch all the 3A and the 4A bands. And I will never forget parents and students like just turn around to me and they're like, what are we doing here? We have no business being at this competition. These bands are phenomenal. Um, and I went back and I looked uh, and I think we, I think we, we came in like, I don't even know, 28th place or something. 
and and Barry and Munford kicked our tail. I think we lost by like 25 points that day. It was just, it was, it was, it was awful. <clears throat> but I turned to the kids. We went to the parking lot and I said, Hey, that's where we're going to, that's where we're going, you know, and this is how we're going to get there. Trust me, get on my back. And I promise you, we're going to get there. Uh, and it was just a short, just a, probably about three years later, 2011, we, you know, we, we, we were named a finalist there at the Bandmasters. Um, and th- at that moment, I was like, okay, okay, we're, 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 the, 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 we, we can do this. Uh, and then by 2013, uh, we went to our first Bands of America competition down in Atlanta. Again, got our tails kicked in. Same thing. Everyone turned to me and were like, what are we doing here? Like, you know, and we already had a lot of success, but it was like, okay. We met in the parking lot and did the exact same thing. I said, "Listen, this is this is where we're going to go. We're Tarpon Springs. That's our goal. You know, that's that's who we want. That's who we want to be." The next year, we go to the Bands of America competition in St. Louis, and we're the first ever Arkansas band to win a class championship uh, up at St. Louis. And uh, and Dadgum almost made finals there. Uh, you know, and so that was another moment. Okay, here we go. And that's that's really two thousand. I, I think two thousand fourteen was like, okay, that's that's where we really have taken off. Yeah. Well, counting back five years, I mean, that was right on the cusp that you guys started the run that you're on right now of, of state marching contests. I mean, and so- I, I, and, and I want to give a shout out to, because uh, <clears throat> I know I, I threw a big shout out to George Pekorski. George Pekorski inspired me to be a band director. Steve Warner taught me how to be a band director. I was an intern uh, with Steve. And I, 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 I've never known a time that I've not known Steve because as soon as I moved to, you know, West Memphis and was in the Marion Band, he was really blowing and going at West Memphis at that time. And then he came up to Jonesboro, which is, you know, right down the road from us uh, as well. So watching Steve <clears throat> as a high school student, as a college student, and then getting to intern with him, oh my gosh. I mean, he really has been, I mean, he's he, he's, he's my number one mentor uh, and, and someone I call my best friend. And he and I talk on a regular basis. But to get to that next level, that was John Easley. John Easley saw my bands and said, okay, these bands are playing really good and marching really good. I'm going to help you out. He just pulled me aside one day after a marching competition. He says, Hey, call me. He said, you and I need to talk. <laughs> I was like, okay. And uh, so, you know, he and I sat down and, and, and he just basically just took me under his wing and said, this, these are things you're doing great, Richie. These are things you need to start working on to get even better. And that, that was, that was that, that, that exact same time where we just, you know, took yeah. off in 2014. Yeah. Of course, I, I have the privilege now. John works at AMRO, and I speak with him almost daily. But I can almost hear his voice in my head. Well, Richie, and probably uh, you know, was about as tactful as a two by four. You know, you're gonna do this and this and this, and then I suspect your bands were outstanding because he was an outstanding director at you. Oh my gosh, yeah, just just an inspiration. And the, and the he and I talk a lot too. The the parallels between his, his, his what is it, what he's done at Union City because you know he went to Union City. And then came back home, just like I came back home, and just really, you know, said, established his roots, and and just took that Union City band, one of the best bands in America, you know, through the '90s and 2000s. I mean, just yeah. and so, so he and I, he and I, we we, we speak uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good one. Well, there's no doubt you have uh, had an incredible tribe of mentors. I mean, I, you know, George Bukorski, his name is etched in a brick in front of Amro Music. John Easley, Steve Warner's. I mean, all three of those people have bricks etched in front of Amro music in our walk of fame here. So just incredible people uh, that, that you've had the opportunity to, to look up to. Yep. 
So we've talked about the progressions from five years ago, really being on that cusp to where you are today. Where do you see the program in five years from now? You know, that's, <clears throat> we, we, we talk about that all the time. Uh, me and the directors, my, you know, my staff, I'm like, okay, this is where we are. Okay. Where, where, where is it that, where, where do we want to go now? Like, well, what's, what's next for us? Um, you know, we went to uh, uh, the Bands of America Grand Nationals uh, a couple of years in a row back in 2015, 2016. And we, we kind of took a step back and we said, okay, let's focus in on, let's, let's make, let's make us better in the state of Arkansas. And that's when we started the, uh, you know, the, the, the marching man state championship. So, the, you know, we've been doing that now for about five years. I want to get back on the national level and get back going to grand nationals uh, and, and, and really put, not just my marching bands out there, but I really want to do uh, even more with my concert bands and start, uh, you know, getting us out there, entering us into, uh, you know, hopefully maybe get to play at Midwest or to get on the Bands of America, uh, the, the concert band um, uh, competition that they have uh, where they bring honor ensembles in, you know, to play. That's that's really next next for me that I'd, I'd like to see us do. Uh, and then also, I think we're doing a better job now after you know, 14, 13 years here. We're doing a better job with, with uh, focusing in on, on all region, all state, uh, and really pushing our students uh, individually uh, through lessons and things like that. We've, already, we, we've always done that, but I think we're doing a better job now. And I would like to see in, you know, in five years, our all state numbers just keep on climbing up uh, and getting a better representation on the state level. That's great. Now, speaking of that, I mean, I- I know in speaking with you and a number of other educators, there's, there's always um, the next thing. I mean, there is always all state and then we go into assessment and then we get ready for a marching band. And, and there is just always that next thing. And, and I've heard a lot of directors say, Hey, the, the workload and the expectations of being a director that says yes to, the pet bands and the football games and the competitions and the assessments and all of the things and still trying to provide students with a life outside of their band hall can be overwhelming. Yeah. How have you found to strike that balance between all of the demands on your program and on yourself personally? That is uh, that's, that, that's a lot. That's a lot there. Uh, let me try to unpack some of that. Um, my belief is this, and I'm 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 probably not going to be <laughs> in in you know in line with with a lot of band directors, but um, I'm one of those we y- you got to drink the Kool Aid, <laughs> you know, and that's just what I, I, I talk to my seventh grade you know kids about it when they get in the program, and then when they get in the high school band, you know, it's like you know we got to be all in, and to do this, this is all the things that we're going to do. These are all the expectations we're going to do, but I promise you, at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. Uh, now, do we have students who, who are involved in other activities? You bet. And we make sure, you know, when, when you know, when almost 40% of your student population is in the band, you know, you've, you've got to share the kids with other activities and things like that. So we, we make sure that, 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 you know, that we do share, but we do a lot. And, and it's kind of like <clears throat> there's, there's solace in knowing what your schedule is going to be until you, until you retire. You know, I know every day, this is what we're going to be doing in July. This is what we're going to do in August, you know, kind of like that, that little river band song, uh, cool change, you know, now that my life is so prearranged, you know, you, you know, what, you know, what it's going to be like, uh, which is good. But then you can also be like, Oh, geez, here we go. You know, this, I already know what's what, you know, what's, what's going to happen. And what you've got to do is you've got to, 
you as a director, you've got to find ways to, to change up a little bit. You got to do little, little different things. Try to maybe do a different focus this semester, this year on this thing. So it doesn't just get monotonous and it's the same thing over and over and over. We, you know, we try to travel to different marching competitions just to, just to, you know, change it up for the kids. You know, I try to add <clears throat> one or two brand new hip hop pops, you know, tune songs for the, you know, for, for you know, pep tunes and things like that, just to keep it fresh because you know, as well as I do, it, it can, it can burn you out real quick. Um, you know, for me, uh, I, I don't know if this was kind of where you want me to go with this, but, but for me personally as a director, and this is what I tell a lot of younger directors is you've got to figure out ways to keep things fresh. I, you know, I, I like to keep young directors around me because it just, it brings, gives, gives me a lot of you know new ideas and, you know, they're able to really stay in, in touch with, you know, with younger you know, kids and Hey, and I can ask them, Hey, what's going on? What's the, what's the hottest new game? What's the, what, what's the new meme? What's the, you know, whatever, you know, that, and they can kind of, you know, give me things like that, that help me stay young and help me stay fresh, but also find something outside of teaching away from teaching that that you enjoy doing for me it's yard work i know it's it's more work but i love to do yard work i love to mow uh i, I you know I, I mow my church i mow several people's yards it's just it's you know something that just keeps gets my mind off of teaching and just gives me something so so i don't get burnt out um which, which can happen real easily as you say when when you're sitting here and you're going okay i want to be the best at all region i want to be the best at all state i want to have i want to play at volleyball games and basketball games i want to have a great marching band i want to have a great you know concert band i want to push my jazz band and you know and that's not even we're not even talking about hey let's push our seventh graders and let's push our eighth graders so i mean there's so much uh that you know they can get you burnt out real quick but you just gotta you gotta find ways outside of band to kind of take your mind off of everything as well as as not taking the focus off of student success. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, I, I love the way that you're you're saying, "Hey, we, we got to keep things fresh," because I, I think as hu as humans, we try to form habits, right? Like it's the path of least resistance. I'm I'm comfortable. I drive the same way to work every day. You know, I go to the same marching contest because I know how to get in. I know how to get out. I know what kind of judges they're going to bring in, etc. And what you're saying is, is hey, we have to do the opposite. We have to keep things fresh, or or we fall into a rhythm of monotony and that's where the burnout sets in. Yeah, and so definitely. That's, and, and that's, that's, we, like I said, we talk about that all the time as a staff is like, Hey, we need to keep things fresh. We, you know, we, what's going to be the new thing this year was what, what's what we always say. Well, you know, what, what's going to be, what, you know, how are we going to change this up? Because I mean, you, it, when you fall into that rut and you don't realize it, you're comfortable. But then you look back and it's like, okay, we've kind of done the same thing over and over and over. And we've played the same tunes over and over and over at Christmas concerts. And I'm just recycling the same songs every three or four years. And as you're not pushing yourself and you're surely not pushing your kids. That's Richie Williams, director of bands at Paragould High School in Paragould, Arkansas. Richie had a lot more great information to share about the music program in Paragould. So this conversation will continue in the next episode of the After Hours Director's Spotlight, which is presented by Amro Music, a family-owned company since 1921. At Amro, we work with over 600 schools in seven states to bring the joy of music to thousands of young musicians. These partnerships make production of the After Hours podcast possible. Our director's services department is ready to work with your school, too. Just email alan at amromusic.com or seth at amromusic.com. You can hear many more conversations with music educators at amromusic.com slash afterhours.
Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, here are two easy and fast ways you can support the After Hours show. First, your five-star review means a lot as it helps to boost us in the podcast rankings so that other music educators just like you can find us. Second, if you thought of someone that would enjoy this week's content and episode, hey, please share it with them so that they too can be a part of the After Hours community. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.